0: You're listening to episode 15 of Weight Coach with Joanne Filomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Hey, want to learn more about managing your thoughts and emotions? I'm doing free transformations in the form of a free mini session over the phone or over Skype if you prefer. In 30 minutes, we can talk about something that's bothering you and resolve it right on that phone call transformation in under 30 minutes. I'll give you a piece of actionable advice you can take with you, apply in your life, and we'll see if you're a good fit for weight coaching. Just go to to talktojoanne.com. It'll take you directly to my scheduling calendar where you can pick a day and time for the call with me. So go do it. Get on my schedule. I'm giving away a $100 Amazon gift card. Um, That'll be in a drawing on June 21st so you have a chance to win if you sign up and show up. I'd love to meet you. So pause this podcast, go sign up right now, do it, then come back and find out about your meta skill. Are you back? Good. There were numerous definitions of meta skill when I Googled it. After reading a bunch of views and interpretations, here's how I see it. A meta skill is like a master skill that you apply to the other skills that you have. Say you're really skilled at creating graphics for advertisements, but you also have a very high level of empathy that allows you to instinctively know what's going to appeal to the targeted audience for that ad. Empathy is the meta skill that you possess that makes you a far superior graphic designer. The word was first introduced to me by Brooke Castillo. I had listened to her talk about how to stop over drinking. It's a fantastic program she's put together for those who want to cut back on their drinking or stop drinking entirely. But if you've followed my blogs and listened to my podcasts here, you know how my mind absorbs this kind of information and finds what might apply to weight loss. I messaged Brooke telling her I was re-listening, but focusing on eating instead of drinking. And she said, and one of the things you can do, Joanne, is think and learn from the way you deal with alcohol. That's actually a meta skill that you can apply to your eating. Whoa, hold the horses. I have a meta skill. I hadn't even heard the word meta skill before. How do I feel about drinking? I like to have a glass of wine or a beer on rare occasion. If I'm out with my girlfriends, sure, I'll probably have a Cosmo or a margarita, unless I know I have a real early call the next morning, and I don't want to feel any of the grogginess of the alcohol. You see, I don't drink very often. So when I do, more than one cocktail surely has an effect on how I feel the next day. So for me, it's just a basic decision. There's not the pull of desire all wrapped up in it. But even more important, there's no self-judgment involved, none. Around food, I might think I'm weak or bad for wanting to cave into the piece of chocolate cake or indulging in some chips and dip. When it comes to drinking, I don't have those thoughts. But I also don't have the opposite thoughts. I never think, oh, I'm so strong around alcohol or I'm good about not over-drinking. You see, I'm, I'm totally neutral about drinking. Neutral is linked to my meta skill. The meta skill that I bring to alcohol is that I completely lack making any self-judgment self about having a cocktail or not. Oh, yeah, wait. There is a self-judgment that I used to make over drinking called calories, But that's right back to eating and food and dieting. I used to obsess about if I could fit a glass of wine with a special dinner into my Weight Watcher points, but that had nothing to do with the actual alcohol. That was more about obsessing about my weight and obsessing about overeating. So if I could bring this meta skill to the table, literally with food, how would that happen? I need to be able to drop all self-judgment about eating. It's not just about stopping the thoughts like, I'm so bad for having that, or I'm so weak around potato chips, I can never resist them. It's also about stopping thoughts like, oh, I was really a good girl at that event and didn't overeat, or I feel so accomplished that I had the willpower to walk away from the dessert table why should how accomplished i am have anything to do with dessert really think about that neutral i want neutral it's just food and the food has nothing to do with who i am this happened very first time for me over a lunch of three small italian meatballs and a side of garlic bread in a small deli when I was out of town. I think I may have even talked about this in my early, early podcast. I wasn't particularly famished, a good thing, like minus two on the hunger scale. So I got the small side of meatballs, no pasta, no salad. And on a whim, I added a slice of garlic bread. Yeah, joy food, right? Together, it was really a pretty small amount of food, but probably perfect to eat to plus two. And after a couple of the little meatballs and some of the garlic bread, I became completely neutral about it. We had had a discussion that morning about how you could get to the point that you could have snacks in your pantry and it would be just like having a carton of cigarettes sitting in there. You just wouldn't feel any overwhelming urge to eat a pack of cigarettes (laughs) and the pack of Oreos could feel the same. And I thought, oh yeah, in my dreams. But then there I I was. I sat at lunch looking at the last meatball and the rest of the garlic bread, and they were really no more than a carton of cigarettes. I assessed them with the same meta skill that I have with alcohol. It wouldn't take that much room in my belly to finish off the last meatball, but the Italian sauce was likely going to make my stomach acidy as the afternoon wore on and I wanted to be able to focus back in the conference room without that awful stomach burning. I immediately stood up and walked away from the remainder of my lunch, just not wanting it. I didn't pat myself on the back and celebrate how strong I was. It was more of a no-brainer. I just didn't want to be overfull, especially with tomato sauce that was going to upset my stomach. I chose to feel more comfortable that afternoon. It was a decision that wasn't colored by any self-judgment at all. I was pretty neutral about the desire to eat, being good or bad. I still vividly recall that lunch because I've been fascinated with that day ever since, trying to pinpoint what was it, what little lever in my brain clicked over that day at that lunch that I didn't have any self-judgment at all, good or bad. I didn't walk away from that food that was left over feeling like, oh, I'm such a good girl. None of that, it was neutral. And that's where I came back to this because I realized that I had tapped into the meta skill that I have with alcohol. The memory shot right back into my head. When Brooke said, tap into the meta skill you have with alcohol to apply it to eating, I realized for the first time what a neutral experience was. Oh, now look, fast forward. I'll give you another example, kind of an opposite example. I started thinking about my first evening at Mastermind in San Diego when they had cupcakes set up along the back wall with the tea and the coffee. And throughout the evening, our lovely master of ceremonies, Ruth, would remind us, there are cupcakes, ladies, eat them up. I thought I was pretty cool about it, kind of neutral. Oh, I ate a little bit of cupcake early on, and there was an urge to have more, and I was keeping that like just below level. But every time I heard someone say, hey, cupcakes in the back, my brain said, oh, holy hell, seriously. Seriously. It was the fleeting, automatic thought that we never pay attention to. We usually don't even know we've thought it. We might catch the thoughts after it, like, oh, I shouldn't have another cupcake. I really want more, but that would be bad. We miss the initial shorthand that our brain sends. Automatic thoughts are like the brain's knee-jerk reaction, if your brain had knees. They're usually just a word or two or three. It's like there's a whole series of self-judgments boiled down to brain shorthand. For me that night, it was, oh, holy hell. It meant now you have to deal with temptation and decide if it's worth being fat for the rest of your life. You're not wanting to eat cupcakes because you want to stay healthier and you don't want to deal with sugar. But there's the temptation and the desire and, and, and. All of that wrapped up in, oh, holy hell. All those mean thoughts, judgy thoughts, crazy diet brain thoughts, they were all wrapped up in those three words. If they had said, hey ladies, there's margaritas at the back table, drink them up, I would not have thought, oh, holy hell. I probably would have weighed the fact that I didn't have to drive because I was staying there at the hotel. I could safely indulge against the fact that I had to wake up at 6.30 a.m. the next morning. It was already evening, so I probably would have just passed on margaritas. But not once would I have weighed in on whether I was a good girl or a bad girl for having or not having a margarita. The idea that I would be fat forever would not have factored in. It was not a temptation crisis. So two things to take away from this. One is start watching for those automatic thoughts. I'm beginning to realize that I have those a lot and it's taken me a long time to start noticing them. Usually I am working my way back through all the thoughts that come after the automatic thought. But our brain really does speak to us all the time in shorthand. You may have just one word, two words, Your brain does it, it wraps up a whole bunch of judgments into two little words that it just throws out there at you. Watch for those automatic thoughts. Start writing down what you think your automatic thoughts are when you're overeating. The other takeaway is where is your neutral? Do you have a meta skill that you can apply to eating? Maybe for you, it would be a carton of cigarettes in the pantry. Zero temptation at all. Maybe it's making a choice at the plant nursery between the pink climbing roses or the yellow rose bush. There's no good girl or bad girl involved. No struggle with temptation over which color flower. It's just a decision. Yellow rose, pink, or none at all. That's a meta skill. And you can learn from that meta skill How you can apply it in your day-to-day eating, your relationship with food, and even in your relationship with your body. So thank you for listening to Weight Coach. I hope that the idea of finding your meta skill inspires you. The link for a free transformation and a link to send comments to me in email will be in the show notes. I'm also including a link that will take you directly to the the reviews in iTunes for Weight Coach. I didn't even know I could do this. I only just discovered this kind of link exists. (laughs) So I'm going to add that link to the show notes. Then you can just click on the link. It's going to take you right into Weight Coach Reviews and you can click leave a review and just type a few words, give me lots and lots of stars. <laughs> I love stars. I love to see the reviews. And you know what? It really helps the podcast become noticed in iTunes. So hook me up, people. Take a couple of minutes, leave me a review, and I'll talk to you all next week.